What's up, listener? I want to let you know if you don't know already, you can now financially support the Theology of Music podcast. Go to buymeacoffee.com slash theologyofmusic for more details. You're listening to the Theology of Music podcast. Follow on Instagram, support financially through buymeacoffee.com, and subscribe to the only podcast that unpacks the good and sometimes bad theology in the songs that we sing. Welcome again to the Theology of Music podcast. My name is Joel, and today I am joined by someone across the pond again. One, never thought I'd be able to say that again. Uh, And two, now I will have talked to someone who is in England and now Ireland. Uh, And this man is Dave Whitcroft. Whitcroft? Is it Whitcroft or Whitcroft? Whitcroft, an English name in an Irish city, yeah. Yeah, threw me off there. Uh, Who is not only a guitarist and songwriter from the sunny side of Mourne Mountains, North Ireland. Is it Marne? Mourne, yeah. Mourne, yes, the Mourne Mountains, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And so what what he's done, um, which is just really cool, is he's, he's established this thing called KD Music, which is a collaboration with musician friends from regional Christian events, right? So he's done a lot of conferences with these people. And so they've kind of gotten together and they've served in, this is so cool. So they've served in UK, Europe, North America, South, Southern Africa, and Southeast Asia, right? Which is just insane. Now, not, not all of them together, but it's just insane that they've served these regions. Um, and one of the things you, you say in your bio is that music is the oxygen I need to work through how faith meets everyday life. I'm a singer, songwriter, and a storyteller at heart, which I just think is one is is such a biblical model to how to approach music because it was that was just david in the psalms right it was that's his Ah, faith met everyday life through the psalms which so which i just see i see that in the songs that you've written and then continue on in the bio you'll find songs about joy and longing celebration and loss alongside worship music for all generations you recently did a little poll on your instagram asking people you know what would you be looking for in a song and what's really funny is I, I noticed most of the things that you have written here, you know, you'll find songs about joy and longing and celebration were <laughs> things people requested in their little feedback. Uh, but he also does some finger style, uh, finger style guitar, which he's very good at. And recently you did uh, one of the Getty songs. Um, was it Ode to See? Ode to um, See the Dawn. Yeah. Yes. yes. Which was fantastic. Yeah, I love that one. And very Thank relaxing. Um, but yeah, so... Dave, thank you so much for being on this podcast. You know, which was so cool just how it all worked out that we would do this. But thank you again for being here. Well, thanks so much, Joe. I have to say you've set me up really well. I hope it's not going to be a disappointment after that. But uh, we've had a good chat before the blog started. Yeah, so I think we, it, we should have fun, hopefully. <laughs> Yeah. Look, there's people can deal. I will tell you that if, if anyone doesn't like it, they can they can deal. Plus, who cares? We, like we joked about earlier before the podcast, right? We're, we're, you know, you have kids who are out of the house. You have two kids who are out of the house. You have one yeah. who's just switching school to, to upper school. And now me, I have two kids, you know, that are young, but it's, once you have kids, it, it's just, you stop caring as much about what people think. And you just go, look, if you like what you like, you like it. And if you don't, mm-hmm. you don't, you know, I, I, in fact, if this traje- trajectory continues, Joel, then by the time I'm an old guy in a nursing home, I'll care not a jot it'll be great very liberating in, yeah. in america we we use this phrase in the south called you get what you get and you don't pitch a fit 
Oh, and, do you want Okay. Yeah, and which is based. Yeah, it's just hey, you get what you get, and you don't pitch a fit, and you just got to deal with it. So anyway, so Dave, real quick, we're just kind of mm-hmm. walking through. Yes. So Dave and I kind of connected through Instagram because uh, you, we were coming out with this new song that's going to be released in October mm-hmm. called "The Grace," yes. um, which. For anyone who's listening to this podcast, if you love the Gettys and you like 6-8 and you like Irish style, this Celtic melody, this Celtic frame, uh, one, the grace is just, I love it. I just, I love, I'm just a sucker for 6-8. If you put any song in 6-8, I'm automatically, automatically going to love it, especially if it has a, <laughs> has a, has a drum intro. I just... That's that's like my like love language. If you start with boom, doop, boom, doom, every time, every time, I'm automatically on board. I don't care what the song does, uh, and this song's fantastic. So why don't you, instead of me talking about the story behind the song, you know, because I could just read what you have on your website. Which, if you want to read more about KD Music, you could go to kdmusic.co.uk to get more information. But why don't you just talk about the grace, the story behind the song? Oh, thank you. Well. um Yes, I was I was listening to the radio one day, Joel. Uh, BBC Radio Four has a, a, a show called Desert Island Discs, and it's been rolling for about fifty years. So they get a celeb, yeah, they get a celebrity, and they tell their life story, and they punctuate mm. it with songs. And there was a a former England soccer or football international called Ian Wright being interviewed. You, you can say footballer. I'm, I'm hopefully thank my you. listeners know what that difference is. Thank you. I mean, it does use the put a lot more so um <laughs> but we'll not be disparaging about names so uh, <laughs> it's a great sport your football uh so i hesitated and yeah, it's okay it's good Sorry. it's good you're, you're okay keep um, going so yeah they were interviewing him and he had a, he had a dad who was not present mm. and he started talking about his first male teacher at school mr pigden uh, former World War II Spitfire pilot. In fact, you you might possibly be able to get hand, uh, your hands on some of the footage there through the links in the website. Wow. Um, um, really, really compelling stuff. And he said this, I, he said, I loved this man. You know, he, he saw something in me and he took me under his wing and uh, turned my life around. And as I listened and half the country cried, and I was really moved by this. And I thought, this reminds me of my experience of becoming a Christian, you know, mm. being adopted by God as my father, Jesus as my hero and yeah. and brother. brother. Yeah. And of course, because he's not a Christian, Ian Wright, or although he's sympathetic, uh, it, I thought, he's missing something. And I went and looked at the benediction in Second Corinthians 13 and thought, mm that's it it needs to be a song that takes this somewhere further to show the whole picture of how the triune god completely redirects our lives when he intervenes yeah. and that's th- that's where it went and then the tune is a note of the core i had the chorus pretty much straight away and brought it to my colleague ian hannah um, and he thankfully helped me change the direction I was going to go on for the verses and the verses are very much a 50-50 collaboration but it's yeah. but it's an old Irish tune actually for the chorus because I've I've got to the stage I've recognised a lot of those old tunes are road tested you know yeah, yeah. S- same with same with the, the folk music in the States if yeah. people couldn't sing them in, in each other's houses they died yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so those tunes are worth revisiting, and it, it's it's a modern interpretation of that tune. It's not a, a 
perfect copy of it. So that's yeah. that's the story behind how we started writing the song. Yeah, the grace. That makes me feel better about all those times that I would sneak the Jurassic Park theme song, or Purple Rain, or whatever on electric guitar into worship songs because you know it's so relatable. <laughs> <laughs> your, your sincerity on that point really comes across. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I love that, and I think there's so many points there that are really pertinent to us uh, as Christians today. You know, the year that we've been through. One of the things that helps, like you said in your in your bio, is it helps music marries the gospel to everyday life. It just it just it does one to one to your everyday life. And and when you're writing a song, you know, especially when you're writing a melody, it has to be singable. It has yes. to feel familiar, even if it's not even if it's not taken from an old tune. It needs to feel familiar so that people could listen to it and automatically gravitate towards it. And in and, and songs that don't have compelling melodies, right? Like that's one of the things about I love about the song, The Grace, this, this song is the, the chorus. Like you said, it is imminently singable because you just, from the beginning, I'm like, oh, I know where this is going to go. I could sing it again when we, when we repeat the chorus. Like it's just, I just get it. And, and mm-hmm. when we, when we spend all this time, like you even said, you got, you spent a year on this song, writing yeah. and tweaking. And, yeah. and, and finalizing and if you did all of that work on the lyrics to to make these lyrics just be so powerful right the the love from the father grace from the son joined by the spirit right the eternal three in one mm-hmm. like if you if you did all this work to make these beautiful lyrics and you just kind of with the, the melody you said all right well you know let's let's maybe what's a what's a tune you're coming up with okay let's just go with that you know and you you didn't try to help lift the lyrics with the melody it wouldn't mm-hmm. have been as, as, as so impactful. And I, I think that's the problem. Like you, you're saying there's, we have to do that. And we, we need to be okay taking familiar tunes. Yes. Because it's, like you said, it's, it's going to die if people can't sing in their houses. I love that point. Yeah. Um, and I think working on and tweaking a melody just as you might lyrics. I, I know from many musicians, the melodies sometimes are quite instinctive. Mm-hmm. For this one, I, I strongly remember us struggling over the end note of the verses mm. so that we can have the correct lift for the chorus. Yes, and I know what you're talking about, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And that was one of those, you know, wake up in the middle, not quite wake up in the middle of the night, but be pre- preoccupied over mm-hmm. the night going, oh, this, this, oh, we can't. I wanted to end here, but to serve the song, it should end there. So and, yeah. and ultimately, it is about serving the congregation. I, I, I mean, worship music should be pretty democratic. It shouldn't be yeah. something where you need a superstar worship leader to guide people through it. Mm. And ultimately, it's about priming the pump and ideally almost being led by the congregation as they all feel included in the song. And so, so I think this one, even if it does sound good to listen to, I hope when people sing it as a congregation, that's when it will sound at its best. It's designed to be sung rather than than listened to. Mm, Amen. You you know, you, you, you say that and it immediately makes me think back to, because we were were talking about, you and I are both songwriters and we, Mm -hmm. Grace Collective released our, our last album, our third album last week. And we wrote songs intentionally to not be congregational. We wrote a couple where we said, you know what? Like Wretched Man, a lot of people really love the song Wretched Man, 
but and because it's simple it's it's in romans when paul's like who's gonna who could rescue me like who could save me from my sin after he goes through this i do what i don't want to do and i don't do what i want to do and it's just what is going on who could save me and it we could have went to let's make this really congregational but we said no it, this is a this is a theme that needs to sit and be listened to but then we had a song ironically um not ironically pertinently six eight uh, which I think six eight is just it's the congregational meter. Um, I'm gonna say it right now. I think it's the congregational meter because you don't have to clap. You don't have to worry about clapping, uh, <laughs> and not everyone can clap on beat. But uh, but it's six eight, and everyone's response to it when they've listened to it on the album is, uh, yeah, I, I would love to sing this in church. And yes. that's what you go for. You want people yeah. if you're writing a song for the church, you want the Im- immediate response from people to be, oh, I'd love to sing this in church, mm-hmm. right? And I love I love that. So when you lead. Here's a question kind of going off of what you said. How often do you give your congregation, you know, the time to sing out without like acapella or maybe just like without leaders, maybe playing music underneath them, but letting them lead the song? How often do you do that? I, I think, to be honest, not often enough. Um, mm. I, I think, you know, we've, we're a large suburban church. And so we tend towards the contemporary Christian, you know, a, a blend of Getty, Hillsong, a touch of Bethel, some Sovereign Grace, you know, and Paul Ballard stuff, all of that. Um, and well, particularly a Sunday evening after church when we have a just dedicated worship and prayer time, mm-hmm. that's when it'll be quieter. But mm-hmm. I, my aspiration once all of the, the COVID restrictions eventually end and we have no masks in church is to say let's switch off all the PA and just hear the whole congregation mm. sing the old hundredth acapella and I think I'll, I yeah. think I'll just cry I think I would just cry at that Amen. Um, yeah. it's so sweet it's so wonderful getting to hear your church sing out and so speaking of the, the lockdowns and stuff how are how is the church in Ireland right now with everything how is it flourishing is it does it feel like it's kind of being suffocated is it discouraged like what's the general mood when you go to church right now i think it's a full, i think it's a full spectrum of that i think like a lot of churches being forced to accelerate embracing broadcasting uh, um, full av over youtube and facebook yeah. and so on um we've seen a lot of people use that as a shop window who would have been too scared to come into church uh, yeah. so i think <coughs> excuse me our congregations a uh, number of new members professing faith has been pretty steady. Um, yeah, awesome. Amen. There are lots of people I, I, I go into church. We, we've restricted numbers in church due to spacing. Um, and I, I look around and go, hmm, I think about 30% here. I don't know. I've never seen their face before. Wow. Equally, we've people going, I'm not sure my parents will ever be back at church because this thing's going to be around and they're free. Yeah. So, Which is, it is so sad. It is very sad. So I, I think uh, it's the full spectrum. And then some churches have just been lacking in imagination and courage and declining. So it's the, it's it's everything. Um, I, but yeah. I think nobody nobody enjoys singing in fourth gear instead of fifth gear, uh, mm. wearing a mask. Yeah. Who yeah. Who in the right mind enjoys that? No, no. And yeah. I think that's a really good point you make about because um, I saw that when I was at my last church, right the churches that 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 met still within the restrictions but met still mm-hmm. were were always growing yes. than the churches that didn't and and i because people like you know 
they love community and they, oh, they it's not just it's not just getting to see people it's it's what, what i've talked about in a couple of podcast episodes ago which is getting to know you know that person to your left is going through this and yet yes. they're singing through a mask and praising the lord right saying like in this song right saying hey there's love from the father to me like i am adopted by by the lord through christ i and they might be wrestling with parenthood issues right and so it's just really cool that you could you could look and that's the beauty of corporate worship and so i think that's the that's the big thing that people long for it isn't just getting to see your friend it's getting to see your friend knowing what they're going through worshiping uh, a risen savior who saved them and is actively working in their lives and in ter- it, it and in terms of fellowship it's i think we've as a leadership discovered that the most important thing about fellowship is the intangible not the yeah. programmed not the mm-hmm. m- mission statements and the and the sh- five year objectives it's actually that fleeting encounter for two minutes after a church service smiling at someone and saying okay yeah we don't have time to talk now, but we're still touching base, and you, yeah, you're spinning. Yeah. You're spinning those plates and stopping them from falling down. Mm-hmm. In Amen. a thousand little encounters, um, you can't do that virtually. No, you can't. Yeah. So, kind of switching gears a little bit more. You know what? What yeah. do you see? What would you say? <laughs> no, no, nothing. What <laughs> <laughs> if? Um, where do you see? this new endeavor with KD music going in the future, right? Because you said, you know, you've, you've made the joke, you're, you're older and you're mm-hmm. going to be an old guy in a, in a nursing home, you know, yeah. but you, right yeah. now you have more time than you did when your kids were younger like mine. So where do you, what's the future of KD music? What's, what's the end goal? Oh, I don't know. Um, you know, does anybody really know? When they do, I just know you can have <laughs> your fair. plans. That's you, can, you can have your plans and pretend that you're convinced that God has told you to do something on it. Yeah. Does, does that mean it's going to be in, in where the worldly sense successful? Uh, yeah. I have no idea. I, I, I've since, since the moment I became a Christian when I was 15 or 16, um, I've just had to write songs. So yeah. uh, birds have got to fly and I've got to write songs. And, um, and that's the way it is. And I, yeah. I love, I love the church. I've been a part of it. It's been central to my life and the flourishing of my wife and my kids. And yeah. so, so serving the church as part of the self-expression, it, it just, you know, a lot of the songs that I've written on the debut album were songs that came out of our own youth ministry. Somebody saying, "I need a song for the story yeah. of Zacchaeus," or missionary kids back from Spain. So we write a song in, in a Latin style. Um, wow! About Pentecost, you know, so, so they're not written in isolation. They're written as a result of context. Yeah. This one, I'm particularly. We wrote this because I felt compelled to write it, but responding emotionally to that guy's story. Yeah. And then, then once we'd written it, we discovered. <clears throat> pardon me. That you're fine. It looks like. Thank you. It looks like it's one of two or three, maybe fewer songs actually specifically written to uh, do exposition of the benediction that we all say at the end of church right uh, or many of us do every Sunday and I thought that's really strange so this one I think might have more global use to the church simply because there's very little else I think there is one 
Getty, Townend, him about this benediction from Second Corinthians. Um, right. That's not re- it's not really familiar. I think other than that, no, I can't yeah. find any. So yeah. which which is so good. You need to do that. I mean, like because it's this is Second Corinthians thirteen fourteen. <clears throat> May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love mm-hmm. of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Right. Yes. Who who's written a song like that? Well, now no you, one. but. Yeah, uh, there are lots and lots about the ironic blessing, for, you mm-hmm. know, from the Old Testament. But so mean, I was genuinely you mean, you surprised. Mean the, you mean the blessing, the song, the blessing. May the, the Lord bless you and keep you. May, may, uh, I did amen. a podcast episode on that song. Amen. Amen. So, um, <laughs> so moving swiftly uh, on. No, that's, that's that's a good one to sing to your congregation. But, yes. You but know, not for them to sing to themselves. It doesn't make uh, any sense. Apart from knowing where you are in the middle of it, you know, you need somebody yeah. to guide you through it. So, yeah, this one, this one's this fairly one is self-explanatory. Bit, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I love yeah, that. I think, I think the other thing is usually when we say the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, love of God, fellowship of the Holy Spirit, then at the next bit usually varies significantly from church mm. to church and pastor yeah. to pastor. You know, uh, be with you all now and forevermore. Be with you. Yeah evermore be with you and all yeah. who sail with you i mean I, it usually varies quite a bit yeah and we, we end up looking at each other going oh which version are we saying this week yeah it's uh, so <laughs> so funny. this might help clarify yeah, that a little it's true yeah. and, I, and I, I love that i think you know um bob coffin said this i think i've said this in a podcast with someone that um there are more songs today than there ever have been for the church in the mm-hmm. history of the church um and more songs are being written today than ever were written in the history of the church and we need to continually seek to write songs so not like you're saying it's not you parsing through scripture going okay has someone written a song on this first no good now i've got the market on this first no, no it's but it's no. you going like you said oh man this this guy is missing the mark because he doesn't quite understand it's god the father like this yes. this teacher was great a, a wonderful depiction of the lord but not 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 quite right and yeah and you were motivated from the that and like you said this idea of this verse hasn't been talked about and this is a perfect marrying of these two things let's put this together let's let's write this song and and that's what gives the song power i think oh Oh, thank you. I, you know, you're the first person not connected with the song I've spoken to. So, to hear the word power <laughs> used, I, I mean, I yes, I do feel really, yeah, I feel really intense about intensely mm-hmm. joyful when I wrote this. So I, 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 we did moderate the amount of personalness in mm-hmm. the song to make sure that it reflected more universal truths as right. well. But so I hope I'm glad that it comes across that I have we haven't swamped the per, the really personal response. I, yeah. In the chorus, the sort of more personal line in the chorus that we allowed to stay in was, "You've made me your child, and that cannot be undone." That's yeah. the power. That's the grace of the yeah. gospel. That it's all, ultimately it's not just we; it is me as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. And so, and, yeah, and, I, yeah. and I honestly think it can it could go and can go either way in a song now if you're flip-flopping yeah. perspective and 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 uh pronouns and uh who like what who we're talking about who we're singing to what we're talking about right all that kind of stuff yeah th- then it's gonna get confusing but there are, i think there are moments that that a song lends itself to lyrically 
because of the lyrics where you need yes. to go more personal right and <laughs> and you can be corporate in your talking but then at some points you can, it's good to say talking about myself right it's good to say let's let's bring it from global church to us our body church to me right let's let's yeah. go from all that let's let's narrow it down and now in this point to just like you said just in this little reference hey you've you made me your child and that can't be undone yes which, which it's it's a beautiful it's a great reminder for someone who might be wrestling with insecurity or they might be mm -hmm. wrestling with with feeling as if like i just don't i don't have stability in my life and yet they go they're able to sing the stability has always been there and it's only been accomplished through my relationship in Jesus Christ. It's Romans eight, right? Which yes. was one of the songs we wrote on our last album, which is not death nor life. And it's, it's just the chorus is literally that not death nor life nor things yet to come or things that are done, not height nor depth nor anything. Uh, and can separate us in Christ, our Lord, right? Or can, can take us, can separate us from your love in Christ, our Lord. Right. And it's, because that's that's where our our unity is found and locked in is through Christ and, and, and what he did on the cross and God's love is shown through that and we need to be reminded of that personally yes. more often yeah especially now especially with what's going on culturally yes and yet if you have a song that's just about me <laughs> yes and and you or if all of your songs are just about me so so it is about striking that balance so we, we deliberately mm -hmm. step this song in the verses you know it's um we have a father whose love mm -hmm. endures which is from both the psalms and first corinthians 13 yep. patient forgiving you know going through first corinthians 13 our hope secure and then it goes you have adopted us as your own delight mm -hmm. to see us approach your throne so it goes from we to you yep. and then finally at the very bottom of the course ends up with me so yep. that it's so you're getting the universality of of the the reach of the gospel yeah uh, as you sing through the song uh so hopefully not too much flip-flopping as, you, as yeah. you, you rightly pointed out but some sort of uh, clear focus yeah, yeah. so i, I so, hope yeah no Go sorry ahead. i didn't mean okay. to cut you off so no, okay. we, we talked about this before the podcast there in the songwriting process there's always moments where you're like oh i mean i wish i would have done that differently or oh, i wish i would have spent more time on those mm -hmm. was there anything in this song where you wish you'd maybe spent more time on or you wish you maybe it had landed a little differently whether it's melodically or lyrically is like because if you can't you can't make every you can't make this song perfectly what you want it to be before it's released you just can't yeah. you don't have time or you never yeah. release it so was there yes. was there anything that you kind of had to leave on the cutting room floor and go okay fine i'm just gonna let that go well lyrically i think there'd be two things i would say first of all the verse uh, sorry the chorus i really wanted it to reflect um the end of the narnia chronicles you know where the, where the aslan says you know i i think you're not quite happy enough yet. You need to go further up and further in. So, mm. um, oh, that's so, it's home. Um, so mm. I, I wanted the chorus to be uh, love from the Father, grace from the Son, joined by the Spirit, the happy three in one, a deliberately provocative word that's yeah, not yeah, directly yeah. in Scripture. And mm. uh, but the the pastor who's uh, a guy, an African guy, Joe Capolio, a theological professor, he, I, he said, yes, you're right, 
but uh, eternal is going to be a more biblical word to use, Dave. So yes, but you're going to use the word eternal. So I went, yeah. okay, Joe, fair enough. And then the other one was, you see, when the, the second verse about the grace of the sun, I want, I really wanted it to land on um, your grace has left us surprised by joy. A C.S. Lewis mm. quote. Yes. Um, but I love, I love your love for C.S. Lewis. <laughs> well, he's a county down guy. You know, he's from this part of the world. So there you go. Uh, yeah, it's true. As, so uh, the the Morn Mountains is were were his inspiration from the for the landscape of Narnia. So really, um, yeah, yeah. If you ever come here, you'll see. But well, give um, me a reason to come there, and okay. I mean, other than yeah. Narnia, but yeah. yeah. Um, so I really wanted it to quote his his um, yeah. his personal testimony, really. Yeah, uh, but the problem was it when when you sing um, in six eight, your grace has left me, space yeah. surprised by joy. It, it sounds, just doesn't awkward. Yeah, yeah. So we we ended up going for what is still a very good lyric. Um, I've forgotten it now. <laughs> You've got it in front of you there. Um, uh, no, um, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I think you're. We, we, talk, we lift, oh, gosh, we lift our praise about. to. It's it's we lift our praise to your glorious name. So, yes, you know, yes, it's it's a but, and that verse is also we looked at. And can it be? You know, my chains fell off. My mm-hmm. heart was free mm-hmm. when we were thinking about grace and liberation. So, um, no, yeah, so yeah, those two regrets. But I think you always have to serve the song ultimately and yeah. leave something out. So, amen. Yeah. Yeah, so um, don't have a ton of time left, but you you talk yeah. about um, C.S. Lewis and Narnia. So okay, I love absolutely love Chronicles of Narnia. I actually uh, love it so much that I was in a, a a meeting for Cisco, and I was with a couple other people, and one of the person's icons on their their name, their picture was uh, a lion and a young girl. And I, and I asked her, I said, Hey, is that Aslan? And she said, you Joel are the only person in like the, the five years that I've had this like icon or whatever has ever made the connection that it's Aslan. Aslan uh, and, and Lucy, I, isn't it? Yes. Well, she said it's, it's not, so it's, it's a, it's a artist rendition of someone else. And it's supposed to be like, it's, she's saying it's like me and Aslan. Okay. And I thought that was, that was really cool. Uh, but I thought that was really cool that, that um it's like a lot of people love narnia so much that it's kind of inserting itself even into the corporate world uh and so i asked her i think she said her favorite book is um i think it's magician's nephew uh but what what is your favorite book from the chronicles of narnia if you have one oh oh that's a a horse and his boy I think. Dave, Dave, I knew we were friends for a reason. That's my favorite one too. Okay, why is it your favorite one? Um, because it is, it's the most um, emotionally claustrophobic one. It's just, a, you can put yourself in the position of Shasta yep. the boy and think, yeah, I'm the downtrodden and yet uh, full of self-pity, but even the cat that was with me in the desert was actually a lion protecting oh. me the whole way through so uh yeah yeah yep. that's that's the one but they're 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 also good for different reasons that's that's yeah. literally my reason too is it is it is like it's it's the intimacy yeah. of the lord in the life of shasta through yes. all those different instances of the lion right whether it was the lion scratching right the the horse so that it would move faster to get into where it needed to be to protect it right it was just it was mm-hmm. it's the idea of how the lord 
is so intimately interwoven into our lives. Yes. Even when we yeah. don't know it. And that's that's why I love that book. I love it. Oh, generally more often that we know it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's not Amen. that experience in church that, that God's present in. It's everything. He's ubiquitous, isn't he? So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. That's... They, uh, so there's you, a lot in common there. That's good. Yeah. So you said um, <clears throat> you said you've played at a bunch of different churches in Europe. You played in Spain. You've played in in uh, France and you, you British Columbia and all. That. And you said that there was a similarity that you saw. Uh, and it, I think it would the tendency for us is to see the differences. So, but you said there was a similarity. And and what was that similarity that you were talking about when we talked about this before the podcast? You said something that really struck me. Well, I, yeah, and, you know, in Zambia and South Africa and um, BC, I, for me, I, I just think I, I love a sort of a John Stott sense of global evangelical Christianity. And yeah. when, when you go anywhere in the world, you know that you're part of God's church where flags are mm. irrelevant, where skin color mm. is irrelevant where socioeconomic status is irrelevant, you are, you're all there as, it's a, the church is a leveler. It, it is, we are all accepted and held accountable on the same terms. Yeah. And we have a, we have that brother, sister experience of the same father, the, the, the love of the mm-hmm, same father mm-hmm. and Jesus as our brother and savior. So I, I, to me, it's just, it's the surprise that it feels so much like being at home, wherever you go. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, that I th- and the di- that similarity is much more important than any differences. Much, much. Amen. More important. That yeah. and I think it's so perfect for where we are right now, as as just a world, right? You know where we are. It's it's so easy for us in America, right, to think as think of the world from America's perspective, right? Forgetting mm-hmm. that we are we are a part of a different kingdom. Uh, mm-hmm. And and I think every probably every cult, every nation has that issue. Every, Christians in every nation have that issue. But I think Americans are are we especially wrestle with, or maybe people don't care and therefore don't think it's a wrestle. But I think we especially wrestle with that idea that that we have to look at the world through American eyes rather than through the gospel and the lens of the gospel and and the lens of what the Lord has has done through uniting, like you said, all of us all over the yes. world in Christ and the shed blood. Yes. Yeah. And if there's any lesson for America from Northern Ireland, you know, we, we, we've had people here historically 30 years ago. I grew up through what was called the Troubles, as, uh, you know, we had bombs and guns and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Because people put the aspiration for Irish nationalism or, or remaining part of the UK uh, uh, at the forefront and would have claimed that God was for Ulster, you know, or remaining part of the UK, yeah. or God was for Ireland. The reality is, just as just as the leader of the Lord's army said to Joshua, you know, Joshua said, are you on my side? He said, no, I'm not on anyone's side. I'm the leader of the Lord's army. Uh, we are, yeah. God is, you know, God is not for the manifest destiny of the United States or the British right. Empire or anything that rises and falls. God's kingdom endures beyond all of these things. And so we shouldn't get, we should love our countries, but not idolize them. And I think that's mm. a lesson for all of us. So, yeah, uh, amen. Yeah. That, that's a, I think that would be, that's a perfect place to end because that's just, <laughs> that's just a great sentiment. And, and I think 
what you do in the song the grace does a good job removing us from our national idealism and putting on on the lord because it it, it's reminding us that all of this happens through the trinity not (laughs) through laws from our country or mandates or not mandates or whatever all all of all of the things that we desire to see come to fruition only come through the, the the trinity and are made possible through the trinity and and those things that we want to see happen should fall in line though with the lord's desires not our desires uh yes. and so I, I love that i love that this song is being i think today and i'm trying not to talk too much but i think today is a perfect time for the church to to get new music right not like last three years ago wasn't a good time for the church to get new music but i really think the new music that's coming out for churches written for corporate worship is is so powerful because we are so in tune negatively often with our emotions right now we're, we're just so emotional everyone's just so emotional and and so it's a perfect time for the holy spirit to use all of this corporate mer- worship music that is just flooding right these churches written from churches inside the churches or outside of the churches just for other churches but all this music is coming out here now and I, and I hope and pray that the grace not only blesses the the churches in North Ireland um, and but all of UK and and Europe and the United States as well because I I think and I know that music that's written right now for the church needs to go global we, we need to keep seeing like you said we have a fellowship in the spirit not just with the Trinity but with each other and yes. with uh, with people in Ireland and people in the United States and and we're not just gonna say we have fellowship with people in Ireland when we sing the Gettys. We can sing other people's Irish, other Irish people's songs. Uh, I'm not, not like I love the Gettys. I'm just saying we could sing your yeah. songs too, and oh, we'd well. still be doing our songs. <laughs> well, you know, if if you get a chance to sing this one, do let me know how you get on, whether your people respond to it or not. And um, well, I'm not in that I, position I hope... anymore, Dave. I don't I don't, oh. I don't make those calls. So I, I would though if well, I had that. I suppose, well then, is it okay for me to say that they can get the downloads for everything for the song yes. for free off the web? Yeah. Well, if you go to kdmusic.co.uk, then um, at the minute it's it's hurting us to do this, but we're giving away even the stems and all that sort Ooh. of stuff for free. So, yeah. That's a big deal, guys. If You don't you don't really know how much, because you have to do another pass with mixing and stuff to get the stems. You can't just say, hey, can you give me the instrumentals? No, 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 no. That's a whole other process. So, it yeah, that's, is, yeah. that's more so, money spent. Well, we just got to the point where we looked at it and thought, is this about making money or is this mm. about actually serving the church? And sometimes you can't do both. Yeah, so if you've got to choose, it's about serving the church first, and you know, you know, we'll see what happens. So <laughs> get downloading. <laughs> That's great. As you, and as you say that, I've been working on um, monetizing my podcast and making it so people can donate. And now I'm like, oh man, maybe I shouldn't. Do it. Anyway, <laughs> thanks a lot, Dave. Uh, but yes, I've been so ju- beat you, you to the high moral ground there. <laughs> yes, dang it. <laughs> Okay, so if you want to follow Dave, right, you can follow him on Facebook. Uh, but if you want to follow KD Music, they have an Instagram page, which it's just KD Music UK, right? I think it's just underscore it's KD. KD Music. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so follow them. I'll, I'll, obviously, I'll post it on our Instagram, the Theology of Music Instagram. So I'll post it when the up, upcoming episode. And I'll tag Dave and, and Katie Music. Um, and then also when this podcast goes live, you know, we'll have, we'll have probably a couple more weeks. And then your song, The Grace, will go live, which will be great. So the release date is in October. What's the exact date? 
you know, I actually don't have the exact date yet. But the, the, the artwork is, you know, the photographer's having another go. So, mm, mm, yeah, there people. we go. Yeah, I know. They love their work. Okay, but in October, so look for this song yes. in October. You can watch the lyric video, the official lyric video on katymusic.co.uk uh, forward slash EPK dash four dash media. And you can find it there uh, and you can watch the music, the lyric video uh, and just get familiar with the song and get excited. And then you can, like you said, you can also download all of the, the lead sheets, the stems, everything that you would need to lead the song in your church. Uh, and I would just give it a listen, give it an honest listen, not just from the perspective of would I do this in my church, but just give it an honest listen of another person writing songs for the church with a heart for the Lord, right? It's, that's a, a reason enough to listen to a song. Uh, but obviously we're going to stay on the line, but I want to thank you so much, Dave, for taking your time. You know, obviously it's a little later in your day, uh, but thank you so much for taking time out of your day to spend time on this podcast and be here with me. And you know what, for a man who was had broken sleep with kids last night, you were remarkably perky. Well done. Good. Well done. Uh, life's too short to be always tired. That's, that's my motto right now. Well, uh, that's quite an aspiration. Good luck with that one. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Anyway, thank you guys for listening to this podcast. As always, follow us on Instagram, Theology of Music, or send some emails to theologyandmusic at gmail.com. But with that, have a wonderful day. Dave, have a wonderful Lord's Day worshiping together corporately. Uh, but with that, guys, see you later, and, and I hope that you have a wonderful day. See you guys. See you guys.